Hello, and welcome to Leading the Way. This is Kevin Robinson Jr., and I'll be your host in this podcast series where we discuss leadership and culture building with leaders in our Mount St. Mary's University athletics community. Home to over 450 Division I student-athletes and 22 Division I athletic programs, the Mount strives to develop ethical leaders who lead lives of significance. Hello and welcome to Leading the Way. We're very uh, excited for today's guest. Uh, in studio with us today, we have the head baseball coach for the Mount, Scott Thompson. Scott, thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me, Kevin. Well, look, you've been here 23 years. And it's been a, you know an interesting ride for you over the, over those years. Talk to you, talk to us a little bit about your journey to the Mount and your journey at the Mount. Well, I've been very fortunate. Um, I'm from Westminster, so it's only 20, 20, 20 25 minutes down the road. Um, but, uh, coming out of college, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. I had, I could have stayed at old dominion university and maybe got on as a GA there, but I already had a job in sales, uh, right in Westminster, actually selling sporting goods and, uh, Mount St. Mary's was one of my accounts. So, uh, talking to Chappie manager and I just told him if you ever need really at that time, just an assistant baseball coach, you know, I'd be more than interested in doing it. Um, one thing led to another and Chappie did call me and said, Hey, we have an assistant job open. Uh, and I went and met with him and he gave me the job. And about a half hour later, he called me again and said, you want the head job? <laughs> so, uh, it was, I was very fortunate, you know, I didn't have to move. I was already right here, 20 minutes away. Um, I love the Mount, uh, can't believe it's been 23 years, but, um, just looking hopefully for another 2025 to be like coach Phelan. <laughs> it's uh, that's a tall task. But I know you're up for it. So, but no, I know the, the Mount's uh, been happy to have you in the program as well. And let's talk about that. The 23 years as a head coach, how have you evolved as a head coach, uh, throughout your time here at the Mount? Uh, I think really the biggest thing is you have to adapt. Uh, not every single year is going to be the same. I know when I took over uh, in the fall of 97, um, I was 25 years old and I coached a lot different when I was 25 than I am now that I'm 51. Um, but just really learning how to take each player as an individual uh, and work with them and not be so-called cookie cutters where um, you know, everybody, everybody in the lineup, one through nine, is going to bat this way, or all of our pitchers are going to throw this way. Um, it's really myself and my staff being able to take each one of our players and knowing what works for them, what clicks for them, and taking their skills and helping them work, you know, with what is best for them, not necessarily what might be my way. Well, you talked about adaptability, and that's a, that's a strong trait in a, in a leader. Um, how have you adapted your culture over the years as well? I mean, you've, like you said, you have different players that come through and, you know, different personalities and just different makeups of the team. How have you, how's your culture evolved uh, over these 23 years? Well, I think the best way I've had to adapt is uh, during my playing days, everybody, I, pretty much everybody I played for, whether it was football, baseball, basketball, uh, most of my mentors were like a Bobby Knight. I mean, it was, you know, in your face, um, expecting a lot out of you, making you work hard. Not that we don't do that now, um, but more of the yelling and screaming uh, was what I was accustomed to. And I guess when I first started here, wasn't a big yeller or screamer, but I was very demanding. Um, and now it's more um, getting to the mental side of them, uh, talking a little bit of faith with them, um, getting to know them as a person, not just a baseball player, uh, but being able to um, 
carry on a conversation with them in my office just about everyday life and being able to communicate with them might not have anything to do with baseball, uh, but just really just getting to know each and every one of my players as individuals, uh, which I also think help brings more team chemistry as well. No, it, it definitely does. Now, what are you seeing out of this year's team? I mean, you, you talk about getting to know the guys and, you know, evolving your culture. What's uh, kind of the, the the culture around this team uh, this year? Well, I think this year's team, if we could just maybe back up to the end of last, last season, um, we kind of changed our way a little bit, the way we were coaching myself and uh, my assistants. Um, we were – we hold our players accountable, um, but – just the way we kind of uh, went about things. I read a book called uh, 1528, uh, which was about an assistant coach that um, the program, he, he kind of thought the program was all about him um, and that all records had to do with the coach and not the players. Um, and as I was reading that book and as I got towards the end of it, um, I don't want to say a light bulb went off, but we just started to really – Focusing more on the players as it, as gen, uh, just what they do from day to day, um, along with what they're doing on the baseball field. Um, but just finishing up our season last year, uh, wins and losses, you know, aren't always the main thing. But just the way we played, we played better as a team. We were more competitive. I mean, we had to finish with Sacred Heart and Bryant. They were both in a conference tournament. Uh, we won a game out of the series from both of those teams, uh, but we played better. Uh, and then carrying that over into the summer, uh, I made it mandatory myself, my assistant coaches, uh, to communicate with the team over the summer, get to know them, get, you know, what are they doing, uh, how are they doing in summer ball, or if we have guys going through rehab, or just you know staying in touch with them so they know that we care about them, uh, just not as a baseball player. And then when we came in in the fall uh, for this year, um, I couldn't ask any more uh, from our three captains, uh, Michael Kuypers, who's a senior pitcher, Tommy Sebastio, junior infielder, and Jared Urban, who's a senior outfielder. And it just kind of also helps when you have uh, leaders, really what we call three different positions. You have an infielder, a pitcher, and also in the outfield. And so maybe one or two guys trying to control the whole team. Now the team is kind of broken down into thirds and, uh, I just can't say enough on uh, what they've done so far this fall and holding their teammates accountable. And those three, buy, the three captains buying into what the coaches have to say, what we're talking about, um, that also then helps filter down to the rest of the team. And hands down, um, 23 years into coaching at the Mount, this has been our best start um, of a season, You know, starting from the fall going to where we're at now. No, it's awesome, and just being around the guys, I can I can sense that as well. And we're going to talk about you know what this you know what the season's looking like coming up, and dive a little bit more into your culture here uh, when we come back from our break. Let's take a minute to hear from our sponsors, and we'll be with you in uh, well, a minute. Beginning as a family-owned Chevrolet dealership in 1972, Criswell Auto Group has blossomed into Maryland's largest group of independent, family-owned dealerships outside of the Washington D.C. area. Today, Criswell Auto are proud to be family-owned and operated business that has expanded to three locations, Gaithersburg, Germantown, and Thurmont, Maryland. For nearly four decades, Criswell Auto is proud to have served many generations of families that continue to shop at their dealerships for quality vehicles at affordable prices. 
Welcome back to Leading the Way. Uh, we're here with Head Mount Baseball Coach Scott Thompson. And when, Scott, when we uh, left from break, we were talking about culture, about this year's team. Are there any themes that you have for this year that uh, you want to talk to our guests with or talk to our fans with uh, about you know some of the things that are kind of uh, leading your guys this uh, this year? About halfway through, well, I guess I should say once our fall season was over um, and we're really only allowed to be with the guys during that eight-hour time period, um, we started having um, meetings, um, I'd say bi-weekly, and the theme of our meeting was staying above the line. And actually, I got that from church, um, and it, we, I was like, how can, how can I take this six-week series uh, that we were talking about in church to our guys? And it just, it's very simple. It's, it, it's staying above the line. If you think of life uh, and the people that are around you, you want to surround yourself with good people. And the more you can uh, stay, when I say above the line, if you're around people that bring you down, you're going to stoop down to their level. Um, you want, so you, the more you can surround yourself with good people um, and then bottom line, you're, hold, you're going to hold your teammates accountable if they're slipping down. Are you going to fall down with them? So now when we're having maybe there's one or two guys at practice and uh, they're starting to maybe slide down or pull another guy with them down, you'll hear some of our guys say, hey, stay above the line today. Let's go. We're better than that. Uh, and the players also hold the coaches accountable. You'll hear uh, players say, you know, coach, you're slipping today. You know, get, get up there above that line. So it's just kind of neat to uh, hear just a little the little lingo stay above the line and how that generates us. And um, I think it's really helped our baseball program, you know, really take things to the next level as far as team chemistry. Well, and you, and you mentioned accountability. And I think that's a way that the guys can hold each other accountable and hold you guys accountable. And it's it's good to hear that you, you and your staff are able to accept that from the guys. You know, we talk about your mentors and those that, you know, the, the Bobby Knights, you know, yelling and screaming, they wouldn't be able to take that kind of stuff from their players. But now you've evolved and you have this um, theme for this year about staying above the line that they can, and they can bring it to you too. Cause Hey, I know it's hard. You, you know, baseball season is a long season, you know, you, from fall ball into the 52 game uh, 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 championship season. And so, you know, there's gonna be times where the energy is not there and that type of stuff. And for the guys to be able to remind you, that's, that's awesome. Um, I really like the above the line thing. I think it's gonna be something that's going to be, good for you right uh, you know just just the other day at practice we had an instance where i i myself dropped below the line it was just because of the way we were we were practicing uh practice wasn't good uh we were kicking the ball around a little bit so i was like i'm gonna make myself go below the line and the guys then were able to pick themselves up uh we stopped practice for about five minutes i gave them a little piece of my mind and uh we were able to then move forward and finish the last hour of practice but what was good about it was the next two days after that at the beginning of practice the guys came together already and said hey you know we need to keep ourselves above the line today we need to work hard first games 21 days away um but sometimes stepping below the line can also help the team hey we can't go down there you know with coach because he just he just laid into us. So now we got to bring him back up and show him that we can stay above the line and we can put forth the effort that he wants. Uh, and it's great. And like we talked about, and they're long seasons. You have 52 games. How do you manage a 52-game season? It's the, the longest of any of our sports. Um, you know, How do you keep the guys going, game in, game out, and being ready to go for, for each at-bat, each pitch, you know, each game? You're right. 52, 52 games is long. I know uh, as a player, it's so much easier to play 
52 baseball games. I'll never forget the first year I was here when I was coaching. And just, I think at that time we only played 45 games. And when the season was over, I was like, oh my, what just hit me? I mean, I was exhausted. You know, mentally exhaustion is completely different than what a player is going to go through and play. Um, but we we, uh, we break the season down. Uh, we play our first seven to ten games usually in Florida or on our spring trip somewhere. Um, you know, obviously we're trying to win every single game. That's our goal. I mean, you want to win. Uh, but, our, but we also want to make sure – when conference time comes, we're, we know who our top nine guard, uh, guys are. We know who our top four are in the rotation, who's our closer, and who are going to be the guys to get us through that 28 to 32 game conference schedule. Um, but what really helps, I think, baseball is you have some midweek games. So if you need to give a guy a breather, uh, especially maybe a catcher, you know, um, our pitchers aren't the same midweek as what we do uh, on the weekend. Um, so it does, um, it enables us to keep guys fresh. And then there's also those handful of guys that are going to suit it up 52 times, just like Cal Ripken did. Uh, I know. And you need that depth. And you talk about that. You, you talked about that with the midweek games and those type of things, giving guys rest. And you get your depth through recruiting. Um, you guys re- are bringing in, you know, anywhere from seven to 10 guys a, a, a year. And what are you what are you looking for in the recruiting process? And, you know, hey, I know you got you want guys firing, you know, 93 to 95, you know, uh, off the off the mound and guys hitting bombs and those type of things. But what are some of the intangibles that you guys are looking for out of your incoming uh, recruits? Well, first and foremost, um, myself, Coach Gerchick and Coach Garretts, um, we want we want someone that's going to fit into our family and someone's going to fit into our culture. Um, and then then the tangibles come in. Uh, first and foremost, academics are. How are they uh, SAT wise? How are they with their GPAs? We we don't want to have to worry about that when they're here, um, even though we have a great academic system in place uh, for our student athletes. It just makes my job a lot easier if that's something we don't have to worry about. Uh, and then your baseball intangibles: speed, power. Um, what's your command on the uh, um, on the mound? You know, are you a strike guy or do you go deep in counts? And you have a lot of um, you know. Pitch, uh, um, your pitch count goes up high. Um, those are the things that we, you know, we go out there looking for. But um, if you don't have really the um, the type of culture that we're looking for, if you don't carry yourself the right way, it doesn't matter what all your tangibles are. If you're not going to be a fit for us, then you're, you know, it's it's not that we don't like you. You're a great baseball player, but if you're not a fit for Mount St. Mary's and a fit for our baseball program, then we're going to pass on you. No, that's great. And I think you rely a lot on your assistant coaches uh, for that to help you, you know, bring some guys to the table in the recruiting process do fit uh, Mount St. Mary's. Talk about what you're looking for out of an assistant coach. I think you have a great staff right now. Um, it's, it's really top notch. But what are some of those qualities you're, you're looking for out of your assistant coaches? I'm very fortunate. Um, Jeff uh, Gerchick, he does a great job um, as far as our recruiting coordinator. He's on the phone, emails nonstop, day in and day out. I mean, as you know, the recruiting process never stops. It uh, doesn't matter if we're in season, out of season. We're recruiting every single day. Um, we got probably the best, one of the best recruiting classes we've ever had here at still juniors in high school. So they're uh, 21s, but we've already signed six guys. Um, but like I said, Jeff does an amazing job. Um, he busts his butt out there, you know, getting guys to come to the mount. Uh, and then I'm very fortunate to have a young guy, uh, Dan Garrett, who just came with us uh, from Frederick Community College. Uh, he's in his early 30s, so he can relate to the players a little bit more. They can they can go to him, um, you know, if they want to 
talk to him about something and then maybe he's going to come to me and tell me, hey, you know, Johnny had a bad day and I just wanted to fill you in because he might not feel comfortable coming into the office, even though I have an open door policy. You know, a lot of times they feel a lot more comfortable going to the assistants, but I've been very blessed, you know, with two great assistant coaches and they do a great job on the recruiting trail. Uh, without a doubt, I think they've done a really good job with the program and learning from you. Uh, they're, they're doing a fantastic job. We're going to pause right there. Uh, we'll be back in a minute as uh, once we hear from our sponsors. By millions since 1894, Hershey's Ice Cream is focused on producing innovative, high-quality products and providing industry-leading service. Guided by their family values of integrity, honesty, and respect, this Mount family-owned enterprise strives to provide real ingredients, real ice cream, and real smiles. All right, and we're back with Leading the Way and our uh, guest today, Coach Scott Thompson, head baseball coach at the Mount. Coach, 23 years, head coach here. What would young, what would you want young Coach Thompson, you know, looking back on things, if you could go back and talk to him right now, what would, what would you say? What are some of those things that you would tell him to, so that you could help him kind of through uh, the head coaching uh, uh, profession? Probably the biggest thing I would say is uh, take a deep breath, step back, and relax instead of my personality is kind of like as soon as I see something I just want to fix it immediately um, instead of maybe being a little bit more patient which as I've gotten older I have changed the way that I coach I have been a little bit more patient um, and uh, spending more time with the players uh, over the last 10 to 15 years um, you know, I have spent a lot more time like, I said, uh, like we've already talked about getting to know the players instead of more just coming to practice and it is what it is. Right. I think that's evident too. When we have alumni days, when we have big games, there's a lot of, there's a lot of former players that come back. They're very present in the program for the golf tournament, for the alum, for the alumni game. Like I said, for when you have big series, um, you, you see a lot of our alumni hanging around and being, being present, you know, and, you know, through those 23 years, I'm sure there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of things that stand out. What are some, some of those key moments for you that, that stand out and throughout your profession um, or throughout your head coaching career? Really, the uh, first year here uh, was the spring of 98, and we qualified for the Northeast Conference Tournament. We only won nine games, but we won seven in conference. <laughs> so I guess you could say we won the games when we needed to, but it's something that Mount Baseball has never done before. So we went to the Northeast Conference Tournament, um, and I love those. I only had 18 guys. Uh, now we're allowed to have 35, uh, 35 players on a squad, and we went to the tournament with 18. Uh, but some of the biggest, uh, I guess, uh, years since I've been here is 2007, 2008, uh, and seven. We won the regular season championship, broke the school record with wins. We were 35 and 21. Uh, we had three guys drafted that season. 2008, we followed it up um, with a NEC baseball championship. Went to a college regional, uh, performed very, very well. Played the number one team in the country, North Carolina. Uh, lost 16 to eight, but it was 10-7 in the seventh inning. Uh, the next day, we played Elon. We lost four to three. They were 23rd in the country. So. Uh, we did a lot of great things uh, in those two years, and I really feel that uh, the program is starting to get back to where we were in this, uh, 07 and 08. Uh, and then also, just in the 23 years being here, we put 17 guys in pro baseball, uh, which is, I think, uh, something very uh very good that Mount St. Mary's can, uh, you know, kind of tip their hat at for being a small Division One school, uh, but putting seventeen guys at the professional level. 
Yeah, and one of those guys uh, was was last year. You know, uh, Pat Causa. Uh, you know, getting on with the New York Mets organization. And, you know, I, I, but also what Pat accomplished last year was pretty significant. That winning Player of the Year. You know, even though you guys didn't make the the conference tournament, you know, just talk about the kind of season that he had and and how he grew over his four years here. Pat came in as a skinny five foot nine shortstop, but could play. Uh, had a great glove. Uh, just very, very athletic. Three sport guy coming out of uh, high school basketball, football, baseball, and uh, I knew from the first time I saw Patrick play that when he once he committed to the mound, he was going to be my shortstop for four years. Uh, and he had four great years. It, it, as any um, freshman that's going to be thrown in the middle of the infield, he's going to have some growing pains, and he did. Uh, but once he once he figured it out and actually wanted to listen, uh, his junior and senior years were phenomenal. And uh, what he did his senior year last year, hitting over 400, being the NEC Player of the Year, uh, getting a chance to play professional baseball at the New York Mets. Uh, it's It just goes to show you put in the time, you work hard, you come to practice early, you stay late, good things are going to happen. Uh, that's great. Now, let's talk about this 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 year's uh, team. Anybody that we should be on the lookout for, you know, the guys that you're kind of relying on or guys that could have some breakout years? Yeah, we're going to be uh, very exciting. It's going to be a little bit different uh, team this year offensively. Uh, I don't think we're going to be hitting a lot of home runs. Yeah, we're going to have a few, uh, but we're going to be very fast, one through nine in the lineup. Uh, we returned Miles Nicholson, who was second in the country last year in stolen bases. Uh, Jordan uh, Gieber has really flourished over the summer and this fall. Uh, he's been uh, 94 to 96 on the mound to get a little bit of pro uh, pro looks along with Miles. Uh, we're very fortunate to have Michael Kuypers come back for a fifth year. Uh, Michael Yetter, who had a great freshman year, uh, missed a sophomore season due to an injury, so we get him back. So um, we have 14 guys on our staff, and what's what's nice about our pitching staff this year, one through 14 can come in and help us win baseball games. Uh, in the lineup, uh, we have uh, 18, I think, position players, and uh, we have an opportunity if we have to. If a righty's going against us, we can go lefty lineup. If a lefty's going against us, we can go righty lineup. And, of course, we're going to have a couple guys play every single day, but we're very deep, and we're expecting a lot of good things this year. Uh, having a, having that diversity in the in in the dugout is, I'm sure, huge for you. Because guys are gonna have some off days and be able to throw some guys off the bench in there and uh, be able to help you out. It's gonna be huge. So now looking forward to a, a great season. Any any key matchups that we should be looking for out there in the schedule? Like any anything that uh, you know, kind of excites you on the on the schedule there? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, for the first time, we're going out west uh, for a spring trip. We're gonna go out to San Francisco. Uh, we're gonna play two games there, and then we got uh, on our off day. We're actually taking taking the guys to Alcatraz. So that'll be something. <laughs> Hopefully uh, you nice. don't leave anybody there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then uh, we're going to finish the trip at UC Davis. Uh, we come back, uh, have our uh, midweek contest, uh, our GWs. And uh, we have actually University of Maryland coming to the Mount for the first time, I believe for the well, first time ever since we've been D1. So that'll be something nice to have the Terrapins come up to uh, Mount St. Mary's. Uh, but our non-conference schedule really challenges us for um, a tough NEC uh, conference schedule, uh, especially with uh, Bryant. Uh, last couple of years, they've been ranked in the top 25, top 30 in the country. Um, just and the NEC baseball program is getting a lot more competitive from top to bottom. Right. What are some of the things that you guys done as a program to elevate elevate the program to be stay on par with some of these NEC teams like Bryant and uh, you know stay competitive in the recruiting field and uh, and also the facilities uh, as well. 
Well, to be honest with you, Kevin, I think one of the biggest things is just um, addressing what our needs were at our own facility, putting the artificial turf in the infield. Uh, we've been outside every single day for practice so far. So we're ahead of a lot of other schools right now being able to scrimmage, uh, going outside at three o'clock, not having to practice in the evenings, um, playing a tough uh, non-conference schedule. So when we do get into our conference, you know, we just played a Maryland or George Washington, uh, University of San Francisco, in years past, we've played other um, ACC schools or Big Ten schools. And if we can compete against them, we can compete against Northeast Conference schools. And ultimately, anyway, at the end of the year, we want to be in the Northeast Conference tournament. You win the Northeast Conference tournament and you're going to be playing one of those schools in the first round of a region. So that's what we're you know, that's what we try to do for our program. Now, you've done an amazing job over these 23 years, Coach. And I uh, appreciate you taking the time to come on, uh, come on our show today and uh, talk about Mount Baseball. Thanks for having me, Kevin. Uh, no problem. Thank you, guys. And I appreciate you all for listening uh, to Leading the Way. We look forward to our next, uh, our next podcast. Take care.